Pulp MX Network production. Pulp MX fans, we're 550 plus shows and counting thanks to your support of our sponsors. Get the Pulp MX app for iOS and Android today. Save money with discount code PULPMX at btosports.com and click the Amazon banner on PULPMX.com for all other online purchases. It's the BTOsports.com Steve Mathis Show, presented by Fox Racing on RacerXOnline.com. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast, Santa Clara Supercross wrap-up, San Francisco Supercross, San Jose, whatever you want to call it. This is the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing, BTOsports.com, nation's leading retailer, anything you need for your bike or body. Use the code PULPMX when you check out to save huge, great international shipping rates, brand new website, mobile phone friendly. OEM parts, too, people. BTOsports.com has OEM parts, so check that out. And uh, Fox Racing, the global innovation leader for motocross racewear. Kenny Rocks and Ryan Dungey now has seven wins on the season. He wears Fox Racing. Foxhead.com. Visit your local authorized dealer. They'll probably carry Fox, so he thanks BTOsports.com and Fox for coming on board. Like I said, this is the BTO Sports Racer X podcast i'm steve mathis with me on the line uh he's back after i think a two or three week absence he's my boss he's the race rex online editor he loves nascar he hates star wars the jason wygant yeah i think you've been away for a little while here on this thing it's good to have you back uh yeah i'm trying to even remember here i went to st louis do we do we do one of these no, right I, don't, on? I don't know then we, then we skip we skip jt for a while too it's been it's been jt's been at the races and still was getting skipped yeah, what's well, good point? Uh, two-time German Supercross champion, two-time Montreal Supercross champion, now hawking fly racewear and all its um, uh, attributes across the country. The Jason Thomas. Yeah, I have been at the races, so I don't know. Is Weege is Weege still a moto guy, or is he a four-wheel guy now? What's the deal? Weege, I don't know. He was he's at NASCAR race right now. Yeah, you know what's actually interesting though. Everyone's assuming it's a NASCAR thing. This is the first weekend ever that I ended up not going to his. Supercross and going to an NASCAR race instead, but I wasn't even going to Santa Clara. We always sent Aaron Hansel to this race. This is actually the very first time ever. The real culprit is a six-month-old son that doesn't sleep through the night, but mm. that's not sexy enough, so let's blame it on NASCAR. When you saw the Star Wars trailer, Wygant, and Han Solo says, Chewie, we're home, what reactions? I mean, what, what did you do? When I saw the trailer, I cut the brakes on it and then sent it down a large mountain. So no excitement level for the latest Star Wars trailer. None. Less than none. Less than zero. I, I'm actually finding people that are into it and taking some enthusiasm away from them in the negative. Ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Um, yeah, it is ridiculous. End it. This thing's been going on for 30 years. Just stop. Just, let's do something in reality. <laughs> I hope your daughter wants to go. I hope your daughter gets caught up in it and you're forced to take her. Hey, I've already got good news. She's really not into animals or pets. I already tell you that. So we're just clicking <laughs> off all the boxes here. Right, right. Uh, JT, is this I, on my Pulp MX uh, Pulpcast? I called it San Fran Supercross. 
They're calling it Santa Clara. It's right by San Jose. The San Francisco 49ers play there. What is this race? Uh, I've been calling it Santa Clara the whole time, but I feel like it's more San Jose. And then everyone else was kind of calling it San Francisco. I don't, I don't know. That's what I'm I mean, saying. It's, it's... I mean, I feel like it's San Jose. Like, the hotels are in San Jose. Not that you stayed there. But it really feels like San Jose. What do you think, Weege? What should we call it? It is weird if these ones... Okay, everyone calls... No one calls the Dallas race Arlington, correct? No, or Irvine. But I feel like across the board, this is Santa Clara. I feel like it was being called Santa Clara, no? Okay. Well, what about... Yeah, uh, it was. It was. What about East Rutherford? Yeah, and I think that... I think there was definitely a lot of people on the fence a year ago, but I think now a year in, people call it East Rutherford. Mm. It's... I don't know. Yeah, I call I mean, it. I, I I refer to it as New York or New Jersey, either one. Whichever one one someone says first, I just go with that. Well, yeah. Call me a rebel because I call it San Fran in New York. That's just me. You call this one San Fran? Yeah, on Pulp, I did. Yeah, oh, we were we were a good 40, yeah. 45 miles from. San I just Francisco. saw so many San Francisco Forty Nine er logos. I'm like, it's got to be San Francisco, the Forty Nine ers. And you go with New York for next weekend. Yeah. 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 I go with New York. So I go with the yeah, I, I go with the yeah. the sports team that plays there. Their name, Jets, Giants, 49ers. I go with the sports team's name. I think that works in some respects. Like, let's be honest. Without the city of Dallas, there isn't a football team playing in Arlington. Yeah, and for sure. As I'm even born and raised in New Jersey, but anyone claiming that these are New Jersey teams, okay, if New York City didn't exist, there wouldn't be two NFL teams playing in New Jersey. So you just have to realize why. However, this one's different because San Jose and Silicon Valley and all that stuff have blown up so much and there's so much money. I think you could argue that the team is almost better served there than they are being in San Francisco itself. That's really tough. I would love to have the Oakland Raiders move down there. Can we make that happen? (laughs) So... uh, Uh, They've got a palace. They're good. Yeah. yeah. Taj Mahal. Uh, JT, that is a nice stadium. First time there. Nice place. Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah. I, I was happy with it. Yeah. Um, it's You know, you don't see too many new stadiums like that that are – I feel like it was open, if that makes sense. Like, it still wasn't a yeah. really enclosed kind of <clears throat> uh, closed-in feel. It just felt very airy and, and open. Yeah. Stuff, so Nice press uh, box. I liked it. I mean, the, you know, the weather was phenomenal, which helped a lot. So Concessions were Overall, good. other than the Moth takeover, it was – it was great. Concessions were good too. Yeah, moths, man. A lot of moths. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like I was in some kind of like uh, you know, Jewish uh Pharaoh movie, like it was a plague. I was looking for Richard Gere at any moment to, sh- to show up the Mothman. Prophecy. Yep. Um Hey JT, uh you've heard some rumors. Not fact, not confirmed, but some rumors about next year's Supercross series. So uh, yeah, I have. What, what do you what do you know? What do you think? What's the word? Uh, heard some new dates, new new locations. I don't know how much I'm allowed to say, but well, cities we I don't think we've ever been to. We've never been. Not okay. that I know of. Maybe. Um, Not that I know of. Right. Who's at the airport? What's going on? What's what's, what's what noise is that? I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a real media center. Oh my real god, rain. Jesus. Uh, um, is Ryan? No, I think uh, JT. We did race at this particular city that will go on name. L- l- no, okay. can, no. 
let's just say the rumors. It's just that's not fact. We owe it to our listeners to, to at least put the rumor out there. Okay. What's going on? I heard. Uh, yeah, I heard. So I heard Foxborough will be on the schedule. Gillette Stadium. Yeah, 1984. They raced there. Yep. Okay. Yep. And Foxborough. That's yeah. All right. What else? Yeah, I heard uh, another San Diego. So two in San Diego. <sighs> really? I heard Toronto's back. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So uh, I know we're else, mis- I know for sure one I know for sure one Anaheim's going away. I think I can stand yeah, that. Yeah, I heard two Anaheim's. Yeah. yeah. Um so maybe one Atlanta is the word? I heard that, but I'm not I'm not as yeah. sure on that one. The other ones I'm pretty sure on. Right. Well, they they have to be 17, right? They wouldn't fit them. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. I I'm just not 100% on what's staying, what's going. I, you know, we we talked about Houston is going away. I, I think you're getting I think your like your rumor mill is off a little bit. Two San Diego's yeah. Does that make sense, Weege? I guess I didn't see that one coming, and I'm not even sure what the difference is going from three Anaheims right. to one San Diego to two Anaheims and two San Diego's. Does that really change anything? Well, and then the pits weren't very good. The stadium was cool, but I don't know. All right. I'm not saying it makes that financial sense or anything. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I know. I know. Well, I guess we'll see. That's uh, Toronto. If Toronto does come back, thumbs up to that. Good race. Yeah, I'm almost positive Toronto's back. I, yeah. I would, I would stake a large financial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? That. I did hear Houston was going away at Houston, but I right. I yeah, well, I heard that. I heard that over and over and over all week leading up to it, and then I yeah was kind of confirmed on it. So, um, Man, what? What? You're breaking up. You're breaking up, bro. Um, Houston. Yeah. What about Houston's it? On schedule every year, Supercross has ever existed. It really is, right? Now. Yeah. Hmm. It's never, there's never not been a Houston Super Bat in Daytona. That's it. Yeah. But I heard the crowd all of a sudden this year turned terrible, right? It was okay. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't very good. This weekend wasn't, wasn't worse. It wasn't worse than Santa Clara. Yeah. Yeah, this uh, weekend was not good. Um, not good. And Oakland wasn't good, which I thought, okay, Oakland's not that great. No one wants to go there, so it'll be all at Santa Clara. You know? The Oakland crowd did Santa Clara good. wasn't good. I, I, I really. I feel like I've learned a lot this year. I used to maintain that the crowds and the general, the amount of people that actually spent their money to go to a race was not actually affected by the racing or who was competing in it. It was just a thing that people did regardless. Mm-hmm. But no RV, no stew, Ben title wrapped up super early. Now you don't have Rocks and Canard, a whole lot of other good guys. Yeah. I, I think it's undeniable that it's made an impact. Undeniable. Or what, I mean, what I've been saying and, I mean, we, I'm I'm leaning toward your theory, Weege. Did anybody hear, yeah. by the way, the announced attendance? Was it 70? I don't know. Was it? I, no, I, come on. I, I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just wondering what, what the announced was. But, um, I mean, I'm looking forward to the inevitable Feld Motorsports press release that says all-time attendance record sent this year. Because they somehow... No, I, I, I disagree. They did not do that. I, I really don't feel like they... You, what you're going to get is nothing. You're just not going to get a press release that ever acknowledges attendance. I don't think they're going to put out a straight up lie. I think you're, we had that last you're year. Just not going to hear I think we had an all time. Yeah, but last year was legit. Here, okay, last year was legit, and people keep saying, "How do you know this?" Every race was the same, and they replaced a complete dud um, of Salt Lake City with sixty thousand people in New York, New Jersey. The other races are about the same. Why wouldn't it be a record? I, I think know. that was a hundred percent legit. Salt Lake wasn't a dud, but come on. It was, the Salt Lake crowd was not even close. It was probably well, half the of stadium, what they were getting. The stadium's not that big. Well, I think Anyways, it, only, it only held like yeah. thirty-five or 40,000. Yeah. 
Anyways, back. Right. They back. had a big crowd in the one in New York. So just by that alone. Now, okay. And the other race, about the same. Uh, I, think it's, I think it was legit. All right, okay, fine. You're a shill. I got it, Mr. Shill. What you will not hear this year is any mention of attendance at all. They're not going to put out a lying press release that says the most. They're just going to not say anything. Right. Just like they're not acknowledging that they don't have points races in Vegas. They're just not saying anything. Right. And they're not acknowledging what happened to James Stewart until 12 rounds in. Right. And they're right. not acknowledging RV not being there. They just, if there's bad news, they just pretend it never happened. And um, if anyone mentions it, you're okay. a dick. Anyways, back to what we were talking about, Weege, um, and we'll get into some racing here too shortly. Uh, Weege, you're saying that the, the star power maybe is affecting attendance, and I'm leaning towards that. You could, you're probably probably right, but maybe what I've been yelling about and harping about is finally coming true. Maybe it's a tired program for fans. I don't know. Just saying. The only reason I disagree is because, and I know you're going to say I'm lying. But last year, attendance was really good. So why would it all of a sudden? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no. I said I'm leaning. Tired in one year. Yeah, I said yeah, I'm yeah. leaning towards your theory. I'm leaning that way. But just, just throwing it out there. Um, yeah. Good for the riders. Good for the riders. Do I we think, want to know that there really is some clout there? Yeah. No, it's absolutely right. Yeah. Um, Stu, Stu sells tickets. I, I, I've always said I think Stu is. I think Stu legally. Sells. I, don't, I think you have to be like well, a no, like, yeah, no, it's vendor. Stew Hub. If you go to StewHub.com, <laughs> he has tickets there. Um, I, I think I think Stu sells gear. He sells tickets. He sells Red Bull. I would say Chad sells gear. And, dude, after that, I don't know. I don't know. And um, I sell gear. Call me. <laughs> here we go. All right. Never mind. Um, I saw someone today here at the NASCAR racing site that was telling me stories of when Dungey would debut, new Fox gear would immediately have to go buy it. Full price right off the retail. Oh, my God, I saw this new bright color hat. I had to get it. <laughs> I was shocked. I'm like, people really do this? <laughs> yeah. People really do that. I mean, we are all sort of out of touch of that reality, you know? So. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, anyways, all right. Hey, so Millsaps, Santa Clara Supercross, or the GP? Where do we go first? JT, where do you want to go first? I think being in the spirit of the Santa Clara race review, we go Santa Clara. Okay. But we will visit the GP. Okay. All right. Uh, we, 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 will we visit Millsaps? He won't be at the Cowie truck, but will we, will we visit him? Uh, I'm looking forward to that conversation. Okay. So, all right, Santa Clara, um, rocky dirt, JT, kind of muddy in practice. I had a lot of riders tell me they didn't like the track. Um and that was all right. The layout was decent. You know, one triple, I'm always good for that. There were some ballsy things out there. Whoops were tough. What do you think? Yeah, it looked okay. The transitions were really bad. And I thought the dirt was really bad. It just, I don't know what, I don't know the circumstances of where they got that dirt or why they got it or, or any of the, you know, background information. But it just seems like it wasn't ideal, really, in any, any way. It was, uh... You could tell they brought it in. It was pretty dry because they had watered it heavily. Mm-hmm. And then there was just a lot of debris and rocks and like road, you know, fill and yeah, uh, it just wasn't wasn't good. I, I was I was really disappointed in the dirt composition, but not the same. Uh, I, as- I felt like the night once it once they redid the track for the night racing, it was fine. Just practice wasn't very good. Yeah, and I got that same comment from a few guys after the race. Like night show was all right, practice yeah. was a disaster. Um. Dungey won. Great job by Dunge. Uh, seven races. 
Um, on the year, seven races, one on the year, all time best for him. Uh, Tomac second came through the pack. Tomac starts Weege. They're just they're not that good. He starts in the heat in the semi in the main. Yeah, it's it's much like the uh, attendance thing. I feel it's undeniable now. I mean, everybody knows it. I think everybody that goes to the races or is watching on TV is like Tomac, but oh, uh, it starts. I think everybody knows it's an Achilles heel. It's like a yeah. It's like when Stu was first coming out, I'm like, he's fast, but he could crash. Well, it's like, he's fast, but he needs to get a start. And uh, I don't know. Okay, you've worked with a particular rider who you have a great affinity for, and you've talked quite a bit about how you did everything on earth and millions of practice starts, and it just never happened. Yeah. Um, this is not something that is necessarily fixable. Um, it's been a problem for him for a long time. 250 class, they said it was because he was too big. Maybe he'll figure it out, but, I mean, this is a long track record of not being a good starter. I talked to him I'm last a little night. worried. I didn't bring it up last night with him. He brought it up to me, the starts thing, because, you know, we had this social media issue at times earlier this it year. It sounds so far beyond that, though. Well, I mean, no, that's it, the point. No, I, think I know. for him, it, you can't deny it. But I didn't yeah. go over there rubbing it in, like, ah, let's talk about your oh, start. Right. You know, I, I just I let the natu- I let the conversation flow. He brought well, it up. Well, I think we had, like, 12 stages. Of, of, of like, <laughs> yeah. you, you had the battle, the denial, and the acceptance, acceptance. And you probably had to rub it in stage, and now we're even past that. Right, yeah, now it's just like like the sun coming up. And he, he <laughs> said, he's like, it's a different thing all the time. It's, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's a shifting point. He says his reactions are good. He feels like watching video, his reactions are always really good, but it's shifting, it's spinning on the, ga- on the, on the uh, plastic, it's spinning out of the gate, it's shifting point. So it's different things. Um, he told me he thinks outdoors will be coming, and he's looking forward to getting better starts because there's more room, he said, outdoors. So we'll see, you know. Um, it's definitely costing, yeah. him. It's costing him right now. It's costing him race wins. He was the fastest guy all day. Right, JT? I mean, don't you feel like that? Uh, yeah, I feel you like know. we could say that quite a few times this year. <laughs> right, right, right. He didn't get a gate pick, you know, from, from getting a bad start in heat and getting a bad start in the semi. He got 11th, qualified 11th fastest uh, to the main. And like Seeley told me yeah. after, you know, Seeley said the gate, yeah, pick, gate I, pick was huge. Yeah, I was about to say that. I think yep. the same, you know, Seeley, it wasn't necessarily his fault. I don't think he really should have jumped on the yellow flag there. But to say that he didn't suffer the consequences of a bad gate pick is, is probably negligent mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Dungey brought up Weege a couple times last night. I interviewed him last night, actually, uh, after the race. And uh, he brought up a few. That's also gone through the 12-step process. Yeah. It's just the sun coming up. Yeah. Hanny coming yeah. on the Pulp Show is 12 or 24 steps as well. Um, 100. <laughs> 100 steps. Uh, and Dunge was saying, I mean, I want to talk about him a little bit because we, we do skip over him a little bit. He he mentioned, man, it's it, the package right now is everything. And, and someone said, what do you mean? And. I said, he said, I got married and I had a great honeymoon. He brought up his honeymoon again. Like, it's a couple times now. He must have read a really good honeymoon, but. Have you well, seen? you're talking about the package. He already went there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, he talked, talked about his relaxing honeymoon he had. And, I mean, we've seen his wife, so that's, you know, that's a good honeymoon. <laughs> and, uh, and then he said, Alden and the bike and, you know, I'm older. And, like, he, he brought up every, like, you know, riding with those guys. Like, he listed off. Ten things that he thought that you know why he had a great year, and uh, I think he's right. I don't think you can pinpoint one thing; it's everything. Yeah, and I, I think you have to stress that as much as possible because, and we discussed this a little bit on the website last week. Um, 
I feel like the year began and Dungey was, you know, in the list, but I don't think a lot of people were picking him as his favorite, although I'll give credit. Jason, One of the three of us on the phone Jason, Jason Thomas. Uh, Jason Thomas. Yes. But he was not the overwhelming favorite, and I feel like a strange thing happened when he started extending the points lead. I started hearing all these people say, oh, what's the big surprise? Dungey was always second to Villapoto, and now he's beating them. And I'm like, oh, really? We're just writing off Roxham. Like, Roxham was never going to be a factor. Like, yeah. this was just obvious. I feel like it takes credit away from the fact that Dungey did improve this year. There's no doubt in my mind just watching him ride. I feel like first two races were kind of okay. Anaheim three, he started catching Roxton at one point, and he just looked faster than he usually looked. And yeah. right then and there, I'm like, man, he looks really good. And I think you just have to keep saying that over and over so you never remember this as the year of, right. oh, Villapoto was on, and that just handed it to Dungey. He went and got it by getting better. I asked him the turning point in my interview after the race, and he's like, he's like, at Detroit. I'm like, you had like 80-point lead in Detroit. <laughs> Like I didn't really think that was gonna you were gonna pick that as a turning point, <laughs> but um, all right, I'll go with that. D- Detroit, all right, yeah, Hilarious. yeah. Like he was like, and then he was like Daytona, and I kept thinking, I kept thinking to myself, dude, you still had a huge lead in Daytona. I know it was big, you you know, like whatever. I mean, hey, I'm not gonna. I just expected something else. I wanted something. I think that shows you the riders um, that they're in a totally different. We're in such a hype mindset. We're right. trying to read into everything and blow everything up. Um, I think there's a certain level of they have to just play dumb. Like, he had a 75-point lead at one point, and he probably made to think, nope, nothing's changed. I don't have it. I don't have it. Just got to keep yeah. the same as round one, take yeah. nothing for granted. I think they've, they've become almost oblivious to reality because you almost have to. Yeah. If, 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 we, if he had the mentality we did, he would have thought he had wrapped up halfway through the year because we all do it. Yeah. He can't think that way. Yeah, like – like we play play me last night and just just ask me ask me Ryan Dungey the turning point. Okay, what's your what's your turning point, Dunge? Buddy, Santa Clara, Santa Clara. <laughs> like it's just like really, you just killed. Up already. Just killed everybody for the ten weeks in a row here. So yeah, uh, Weston Pike podium. Um, wow, winning heat races. Now finally a podium. Weston Pike made a 450 Supercross podium. Jeez. Great job, huh, JT? Yeah, really good. Uh, you know, I think it's been a long time coming because we've seen the speed there. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I, I honestly thought it would come a little bit sooner than this with the way he's been riding. Uh, and, man, he had the speed to be first or second. I really believe that. Uh, he just doesn't have the fitness. You know, I think he has mm-hmm. to try too hard. Mm-hmm. Go with the speed that Dungey and Tomac can go. It's just way beyond anything sustainable for him right now. But he's he's getting closer. You know, it's evident of this weekend. He's getting closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good ride. He uh, yeah, I don't think he had anything for Dungey or Tomac, but uh, he had everybody else covered for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Um, what about that move on Dunge at the uh, last turn of the heat race? Yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, I there was a lot of Twitter tweets and things going on. And I really didn't think it was that big of a deal because he wasn't even close to, no, it. you know, no. I think he wasn't really pleased with how the, you know, the Dungey pass went, although I don't think Dungey did anything wrong. I don't think Weston was on, was that happy because he nearly crashed. So he jumped in there just kind of trying to send a message that, Hey, I didn't really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But both Dungey and Weston knew he was nowhere close to making a move or making contact or anything like that. I think it was just more of a, hey, you know, 
easy guy. Like, he almost took me out, you yeah. know, yeah. straight away before. So. Uh, Dunn said he talked to Weston after the race and was like, hey, dude, so, like, you know, he jumped to the inside there and he had no traction. He kind of just had, was forced to drift that way, you know? Yeah. Like, it wasn't it wasn't on purpose, obviously. Dungey doesn't do that. and uh, No, and, and yeah. I don't think, you know, I think in, in hindsight, Weston probably watched it on video and was like, yeah, it wasn't as bad. But I think at the moment, he was mm-hmm. probably pissed. And Weston knew, you know, da- you know, riders know damn well where you're at. Like, Weston knew he had no chance of making that pass. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, he was just trying to, you know, send a little, hey, dude, you know, like, you almost knocked me down there at the yeah. same time. Yeah. So. Yeah, as much to do about nothing is, is really what I'm trying to say. There was really yeah. nothing ever going to happen in that scenario. No, it was good, though. And, uh, yeah, he's um, he's in talks with JGR to re-sign there. So, good for... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think uh, that's been going on for for a little bit here. Yeah, which is um, that's a good move. Actually, absolutely a great move. Yeah, why? why I mean, um, who, who doesn't benefit from that? The Cole Seeley thing. Weege, what did you think when you watched it on TV? The heat race. <laughs> Poor, poor Dig Dug. You're you're breaking up. You're breaking up here, bro. I think I laughed. I think that's what I did. Um, yeah, Honda was pissed. Cole was really pissed. But yeah, you think? I mean, honestly, when I was talking to the Honda guys last night, um, they're like, "When is the Dirtworks guys ever gone and got?" That was who moved the the bike. Was it a track worker, like a Dirtworks guy? Fell track crew. Um, they're like, when do they ever do that? It's like Dig Dug's job to do that. Like the Dig Dug guys do that. And they all communicate. They have radios and, you know, the Dig Dug didn't know what was going on. And the track guy just kind of grabbed the bike. They usually use yeah, the bike. Yeah, that was they really, use, really not a wise move on the Dirtworks guy's part. They really use, they used to bike a lot of times for a shield, you know, as for the down rider. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think that Cole is without fault. <clears throat> I, I, I use fault very loosely. Because when the yellow flag's out, you can't just triple out of the turn there. You have to, you know, caution. The yellow is a caution. Like you have to use caution. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Chad, you know, and and I'm not, I'm not backing Chad up at all. But obviously, he was much closer to it than I was. And Chad was like, "Wow, I I couldn't believe he jumped when he did because mm-hmm. there were people everywhere and the flag was out and people were in the middle of the track." Right. But having said all that. I don't believe that the Dirtworks guy should have been in the track picking anything up. It's been a rough. I don't believe that at all. I think that's why the that's why Dig Dug is there. That's why they have helmets on. As far as I understand, they're the only people that are supposed to be on the track, and that's why they have helmets on. It's been a rough year for the AMA FIM. It's been it's a rough. Uh, it's yeah. been a rough year for Gallagher. I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah, really. Right. He really had nothing to do with it. No, no, no. And he got his ass reamed on the starting line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was good. I, like I said, I had to laugh because it was just what an unbelievable comedy error. Like, literally pushing the bike directly into the path that he happened to be taking. Like, it couldn't have. Yeah. It, yeah. it was like Stu when he pushed his bike off in Anaheim 1 into Wyndham years ago. But that's like a clueless rider who's probably had his bell rung. Right. But it was like, get this bike off the track. This is dangerous. And they bring it right into. Yeah. Somebody else. Yeah. That was <laughs> poor. Yeah, it was bad. Poor Cole. Um, yeah. Pistol. <laughs> Of course, Weeds, JTC's, you know, JTC's, you know, Chad did the right thing. Chad Reed did the right thing right there. That's JT's theory. Yeah. He, he has win. Years of experience. Heat right. Wins a heat race. You know. In it to win it. Yeah. In it to win it. Yeah, exactly. Chad knew that was going to happen. 
He knew. He needed to win it. Yeah. <laughs> so he does. So the, many uh, words are being put in my mouth. So, you know, JT, <laughs> good job. Good job, Chad. Um, yeah, it was it was rough. It's been a rough year for those guys. And and poor Cole Seeley. And Cole afterwards, I mean, he you know he said he said it was bad and he didn't like it and all that. And then he said, like, hey, I, the gate pick was really important here tonight. And that really got me. You know, that went from gate pick number one to gate pick number eight or nine or something. Or nine, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, he was – he said – without saying it, he said, kind of said, like, that That really cost him a, a chance at the race. So. Um, yeah. Chad Reed, JT, Chad Reed jumped off the track uh, in practice when Grant jumped off – Grant overjumped the finish line, so – and then kind of screwed up, and then I don't. I kind of caught the last end of it. Did Chad also overjump, or did Chad try to avoid JG? No, I watched the whole thing, and and JG Chad was behind JG, and you know a lot of times when you're just eyeing jumps up, you kind of gauge the guy in front of you. Well, JG went a little bit long, and kind of the rule of thumb is you always, if you're unsure, you go a little bit longer than the guy in front of you, and generally you're going to be fine. But JG was already long, and then that made Chad really long. And he, I mean, he flat landed. Yeah, you know, he was a good five feet past the flat, and, and uh, then jumped off. Yeah, the berm. he bounced and then jumped off the berm on the concrete. And, I mean, he's, he's lucky there was nothing on the other side of the berm because that would have been catastrophic. Yep. And then hurt his back, tweaked his back. Yeah, he jacked his back up pretty good. He was uh, hobbling around the rest of the day and night. I mean, I, I honestly didn't even know if he was going to race. You know, I, at this point of the season, with zero to race for in the points championship, yeah. I was. Kind of like, eh, I don't know if it's going to happen. And then, uh, you know, he went on one of heat, and then smart things were going smart. really well in the main, and wrote, then it kind of went to shit. Wrote smart in the heat, Weege. Wrote smart to get that heat race. Well, then. Uh, All those yellow flags. And yep. Uh, yeah, main event had a shot at it, for sure. Uh, but kind of the way it's gone. He, he, hey, and that was no small crash. Pretty good crash, JT. Like, I didn't really think it was all that. Oh, okay. Big of a deal. Well, I don't know. When you're, I think when you're that old, hit the ground, you could turn to dust. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 33. You're luckily, you know, he's, he's really lucky, lucky to be even uh, still mobile at that age. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Look, he's not that mobile. He needs a bike to get around. So right. Um, Shorty didn't pull the whole shot. That's pretty amazing. Um, Weege, uh good to see Nick Way winning a semi. Tenth in the main, season high, tenth place. Nick Way. Yeah, it was really cool. Not only winning that semi, but he had a good whip over the finish line and a cool interview on TV, and then they did slow-mo of the whip after the really cool interview. And I'm still wondering now, there's only two races to go for him, right? Right. Um, you know, who knows? He might pull something out again at one of these next two, win another semi or, or whole shot or something. But there's a chance that that is his, like, you know, his last big moment. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool that he gets to have that because, I mean, I mean, most of the time it never works out. Yeah. Um, for these guys to have something cool like that. So, I mean, I know it's only winning a semi, but 10th semi interview on TV. Yeah. It's a damn sight better than going out by, uh, you know, his bike tumbling into Spring Creek, which could have or should have been the end. I think a lot of people thought that was the end. Yeah. That was good. I feel for him, there were a lot of people, even us, the beginning of the last two years, like, dude, why is he still doing this? But... Lo and behold, you end up getting tenth in a main. I know a lot of guys are hurt, but top ten in Supercross, that's still pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yep, yep. Um, 
What else? Uh, uh, oh, Barsha. Grant, Grant didn't even make it to the. Grant didn't even make it to the gate. Yeah, Grant thought his bike was was not gonna make it. He thought he had an issue with the bike, and and you know, kind of didn't feel comfortable on it. And I guess the team checked it out, and they didn't they didn't find anything wrong with it. JT, they they you know, just one of those things. Something happened. So, which sucks for JG because he's been on it. Could have been could have been a good night. Yeah, I was really unsure of what had gone on. I, you know, we were in the press box, and I wasn't really talking to people about it. I was just watching the race, and then, uh, you know, apparently there was something going on where he said it was jumping in and out of gear. And then, yeah, then I heard someone told me after the race that they didn't find anything wrong with it. I, I, I'm totally, you know, not 100% sure of what went on yet. And I don't yeah. think until they tear the engine apart that they'll know either. So yeah, who yeah, knows? yeah, exactly. Uh, he did, did he start the main or not even do a lap? Like what? I don't when? think so. I want to say on the hot lap it was jumping in and out of gear. Right, that's right. What he said. And that's what he. Yeah, that's what he did. Um, did you guys yeah, see? They said before the race even started okay. that he was out. Did you guys see the Partridge's Instagram? The, his gate malfunction and he almost went over the bars. Did you, did you guys see that? Uh, I, I heard him saying something about he wasn't fast enough to cause a restart. Yeah. Yeah, there's video of it. I don't know. And then my eyes kind of glazed over, and I stopped reading. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I, what happened? Like I didn't see it. I, yeah. I didn't see the gate malfunction. Okay. You know what? I, I feel like we have to side with him here. We've already put ourselves in this corner. When Osborne's gate didn't work, where is that in Oakland? Is that in Oakland? No, Anaheim. Uh, Anaheim. Anaheim with the elevated start, whatever. Anaheim 3? Right. Yeah. Whichever one it was. One of the one of the first in the year. He said, remember, supposedly the only reason it happened is because yeah, Weech, you got to step outside or whatever. Your phone sounds like crap. You got to. Is it not working? No, it's real sketchy. Go, 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 yeah. borrow Ryan Newman's phone or go, go, Doctor Jerry Punch. Go, go get Jerry Punch. I wonder if anybody has sprint, maybe somebody has Sprint phones around here. <laughs> yeah, that's better. Whatever, um, whatever you did there is better. Yeah, I'll, I'll just, I'll stand in the rain. Hey, how about it? Um, we said then that it shouldn't take a team manager screaming profanity for three laps right. to get a red flag to come out. Yeah, and we're like, what about a privateer? They're not going to. Well, is that what we're saying happening? Here? Well, uh, Bobby Hewitt's like, there's no chance they were going to do anything. I was yelling and square, swearing, and it took them three laps to do it. But I don't. Yeah. Aren't there people watching the gates at either end? I thought they were, and that was part of the issue with Osborne was they weren't watching it. So, I, I, yeah, and after the Hewitt situation, they claimed that that had nothing to do with him. I don't under. It boggles my mind, though. Aren't people watching the gate? Like I think there's pictures of them watching the gate with Osborne. Like people, there's literally pictures of people looking at it and not doing anything. I, I don't know. I, I guess you know what? At, the, yeah. at this point, the AMA people they're working for uh, you know hot dogs and t-shirts. I don't know, but I mean, so but oh, boy. I, I saw from from behind. It looks like something happens to Partridge's gate. I imagine he's a he's a competent supercross racer. At this point, he would know how to start. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I don't know. It's a far inside gate. So, take a look. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, he was good, though, JT. Partridge was frisky all night. He was. He was fast in practice. Fast yeah. in the yeah. yeah. I think that the whoops were really difficult, which helped him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's been, he's been improving all year, so yeah. it's not like he just came out of nowhere. He's been getting better and better and better. So, You know who's not getting better? The seven-deuce deuce. He broke his wrist. Yeah, that's not going to work out. Bummer for him. Um, Dusty Pipes made the main event again. Oh, Justin Barsha. Frustrating day for Barsha, for sure. He pulled out of one practices early because he wasn't happy with his bike and he wasn't doing that great. But then, hey, did he get the official hole shot? 
I think he did. Yeah, he did. And led some laps. But then, dude, he was going backwards. Now, it's early. Like, it's early in his comeback from being off for a long time. But I was a little surprised, JT, that he went that far back before his bike broke. Yeah, I mean. I mean, Blake Baggett reeled him in from way back. Brock Tickle was way back. Like, these are dudes that I don't feel. We kind of talked about this. Like, he's. He's got the speed, but for how long? And, you know, I even made the argument that I thought he could be top five, and then you shot me down. So I don't feel like we were completely stretching it. Well, to uh, go from leading laps, though, to being out, he was going to be outside the top ten. Really? I don't think so. Yeah, he was. Tickle was going nah, for it. I don't think so. Well, here I go. Pull up the lap charts now. All right. You guys can carry on. What happened to the bike? Rear wheel-ish? To Pike? Barsha. Barsha lost the chain. Okay. I said rear wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Barsha, I'm pretty sure he hit Tickle. Uh, and then Tickle went down in the turn before the finish. And then, you know, 150 yards later, Barsha's chain derails or breaks. So I'm thinking those two, because he hit him on the side T- that his chain was on. Tickle hit him, actually. Yeah, Bar- Tickle jumped into him by accident. Barsha was in front. I saw the whole thing. Okay, well, either way, yeah, I think right. that the contact was a precursor to the chain derailment. Yeah. Uh, Barsha would have been ninth because Tickle was all over him. So not okay. A, well, you suck yeah. it. So, well, but there was still time left for him to get caught by further people. I don't know. No, he, Weege, there was what, like three left to go. Weege, what'd you think? Well, first of all, I think it was encouraging for him to get a whole shot because the starts have been horrible. There was five laps to go. he kept blaming the starts. Huh? There was five laps to go. When he went out, right. I think. Um, Sorry, no. The fact that he got a whole shot, I think. All right, am I going to be able to talk or no? Well, I'm just correcting myself again. Three laps ago. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. Okay. First, I thought it was encouraging that he even got a whole shot because he had been complaining incessantly the beginning of the year, which mm-hmm. wasn't good, was all because of starts. If he could just pull a start. Now I heard they made uh, a lot of changes to the motor that he has compared to when the year started. I even heard he was detuning the bike to the point where he was basically riding a stock engine. And the team finally convinced him that detuning is not the way to go. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he pulled a start, I thought, was like encouraging. Like, okay, they've got this start thing figured out. As far as the rest, yeah, flip a coin. Either he's not got it, he doesn't have it, or, you know, he's still in recovery mode. I, the only reason I'll shade toward I think it's okay is because it really was, like, it wasn't a slam dunk him racing at Houston. I think it was very much on the fence. Like, is he ready? Is he not? Is he ready? Is he not? So I don't think anyone's claiming he's, 100%, so I guess you might give him the, the free pass. But still, at no point have we really seen anything spectacular out of Barsha I just, uh, on, in a long time now. You know, when, when, um, shit, when Wes and Pike missed some races, he came back and he, he was, you know, kind of where he was. He got a little tired and finished some fifths and sixths, but. No, they, I think this is exactly, exact first to ninth. That's exactly what Pike would have done at that stage. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. I mean, maybe eight. Yeah. And then, well, I mean, yeah, that whatever. Atlanta, right. when he got taken out by Anderson, he probably would have been an eight or something. It's very similar. Well, okay. Well, somebody else misses some time with injury, like a Dungy and a Tomac. I guess he's just not on that level. But I, I just, I had higher, you know, higher expectations for him being as what a great rider he is. That he yeah, I did too. When he gets the whole shot, or even when he just came back at all, I thought he'd be better. But the one thing I don't want to do is. I'm a fan of the dudes coming back and not sitting out 
like like Roxon's doing. I'm a fan of the racers actually racing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it would be ridiculous for me to say they should come back and race. That's what they're paid to do. That's what the team, that's what the sponsors want. And then bagging on a guy for not being ready because he came back early. You can't have it both ways. Okay. Um, Thomas Ramet from France. JT, you raced this guy a few times. I don't know who he was, but. Yeah, I've raced him quite a bit uh, in Europe, Germany, all around yeah. Western Europe. Did you know um, he was over here? Like, did you? I saw him on the fantasy list, and I was like, that's weird. You know, they, they <laughs> must have got a heads up on the pre-entry list. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes sometimes guys are just on the list all year. You know, they show up in an Anaheim, and they just right. stay on the list. So right. I wasn't completely sold. Um, but, yeah, then I went to saw him out there. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, he has a shot at qualifying for sure. Uh, and then obviously he's not in there, so good for him. Yeah, yeah, there we go. That's who that is. Um, all right, btosports.com, RacerX podcast. Let's take a commercial break here and use the, use the code PulpMX when you check out at btosports.com to save yourself money. Listen to this race deck commercial. You can save yourself money there. And uh, we'll be right back. Hey, thanks for listening to the btosports.com, RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Race tech people, racetech.com. These guys have been in business for over 30 years, supplying racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension to everyday racer. There's a lot of top suspension guys in the pits that got their start with race tech. Trust me on this. There's more than a few guys that have learned underneath Paul Feed and gone on to, uh, to great things. Paul Feed, the original suspension guru. I guarantee you, eh, probably... 82.7% of you people listening to this podcast need some sort of suspension work, whether it's uh, just a simple oil change with new bushings and seals, give your bike some love, whether it's the right spring rate for your weight and or speed, or maybe you just need some revalving on the machine to uh, help you uh, take first place in that Chicken Licks Raceway. Something something uh, on your bike needs attention for race tech. I guarantee you. Freeze, Gilmore. Some of the guys just using uh, Race Tech Privateer Proven. They work with uh, Ben LeMay also. They're back with Ben LeMay. And uh, they offer a full line of Race Tech High Performance Springs. These springs are called High Performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates and feature the tightest tolerances in the industry. You want to save 10% at uh, Race Tech? Go to Pulp MX 2015 when you order. You can save 10% at Racetech.com. And they're uh, proud sponsors of this podcast. And we thank you guys. All right. Back to the show. And we're back. BTOsports.com, RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Mathis, Wygant, Thomas uh, talking about Santa Clara. Um, 250 class. How about that first turn? How about that first turn? <laughs> Good God. Pretty interesting. That was, that was one of the best. One of the best. I thought I remember re- Dallas years ago where uh, yeah. I get one. That might be the all-time worst. This is going to be podium all-time. It, it's uh, now, I, now, I didn't watch the race yet. Um, it's Sunday afternoon as we do this. Osborne blames Aldridge. Is that what you saw, Weege, on TV? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. If I'm trying to remember now, I'm pretty sure You know, they replayed it a lot. And I think that's what I maybe saw, that that's how it worked. It was Aldridge getting a sideways or clipped or making, you know, I think slowing or getting sideways, and then Osborne hit him. Osborne went flying. But what was crazy about it really was that it caused like eight different incidents in eight different spots. Like <laughs> a tough block got moved like 15 feet away from Aldridge. A tough block got moved, and it literally hit Mookie in the face pretty much. So he went over the bars. There were guys on the other side of the track somehow that got caught. It was it was like a it was like some sort of plague. Like you could not escape it. With zombies. Did you think the red flag was coming out, JT? I did. I, I mean, I, I thought for a second. Yeah. 
but then I looked to where the crash was and it wasn't really on the track. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, in that start section that wasn't used. And I'm like, eh, Mm -hmm. they might let this go. Plus, uh, Hanny's a monster guy and he's out front. (laughs) Oh, really? Really? (laughs) Just going with that. Oh God, Mitch Covington! <laughs> Mitch, Mitch Covington's in the Flaggers Tower. He's got I'm the he's kidding. got the red and the green. Um, yeah, it was gnarly. And Webb went down, right? Webb. Uh, oh Webb yeah, Webb was in it. Yeah, yeah Webb, Webb, Webb was, was in it for sure. And uh, Alex I Martin. Had a feeling. I had a feeling that Webb. I mean, it is unbelievable to come from down in the first turn and win the race. But I did have a feeling in the back of my mind. I'm like, hey, he's down, but he's already probably tense. Because there are 13 other guys yeah, down. Yeah, well, I mean, you so get, that helps. He got up in 10th, you know what I mean? Because there were so many yeah. other guys down. But, yeah. dude, right now, Cooper Webb's amazing. Like, that dude, like, whatever you want to do, like, when he's trying to pass you, you're helpless. He, you, can, you can block him, you can ride this way, you can go around him. He can stop anywhere, he can stop where he wants, he can anticipate your moves, still clear all the jumps, uh, scrub it, do the one hander after he passes you. Like, this kid's on fire right now with confidence. I mean, obviously. That, that pass he put on Hanny. Yeah. When when Hanny stood him up, and then Cooper, like, just yeah. came to a complete stop, then cut under him, and then scrubbed ridiculously low past him. I was just like, oh, but, wow. Yeah. yeah. Has there <laughs> ever been a moment where, you know, like, it was just like, a, uh, yeah, I'm young and you're old? Yeah, really, right? It right. really, that's what it screamed to me. Yeah, because yeah. Hanny, I mean, you think about how long Hanny's been in the you know, the two video class. It's been over 10 years, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was gnarly. It's awesome. Great ride by him. Uh, Justin Hill finally gets, uh, his best result of the year gets second. So, uh, Alex Martin too. How about Alex Martin? Two, two podiums this year. And both in the Bay area. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Com- commitment to excellence. He said he might move up. At there. one point, at one point he was battling with, uh, Hanny and I'm like, can you get two more dissimilar riders <laughs> battling for the lead? Right, right. I, I was thinking <laughs> about I was thinking about Webb Hill and Martin on the podium. Could you get what's the combined height right there? <laughs> That's Easy. Right. Yeah. That's right. The monster girls were all taller than them. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Martin and Hanny. Do you think they hang out much? Weech. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. There's no. There's no, Like I said. It, if you if aliens came down and wanted to like go to a zoo and study human beings, it would be like, oh, those are not the same, correct? <laughs> yeah. No, no, they actually are. Yeah, yeah, they're no, all human. They're actually, yeah, yeah. Get one of each of those species. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Hanny uh, had a bike problem, so that's why he pulled off the track. But he's also battling some rib issues. So, um, hey, uh, do we use header pipe work, right? right? Yeah. Or, yeah. What's that, Weech? Amart is providing awesome. We know this. We've been talking about it. He's improved tremendously this year do we need to start putting him on the list like when we do an outdoor preview does he need to be talked about i don't know what i'm not saying he's going to win a moto or anything but Mm -hmm. like he's better outdoors could he potentially do some risk damage well you guys know i'm a strava athlete right you guys all know that um i i follow troll alex on strava the guy's a hammerhead dude he he's in shape like he he is not mm-hmm. only on a bicycle. The guy is in shape, you know? So, yeah. Um, maybe. Maybe. I mean, he told me his contract's up, too, and he's looking forward to actually making, like, a real salary next year. He's, <laughs> he's hoping. So, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. Could be. Could be. Kid's good. Um, Plessinger, yeah. 
Plessinger threw it away, JT. He had a couple. He had a podium on lockdown. Crushed twice. He did. Yeah. He was uh, he was looking strong to. I thought he was going to win the race. To be completely honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. And then he had a podium, I think, after that, and still threw that away. So. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's move on from this class, right? We got other stuff to talk about. Or anything else? I, bet, uh, I just want to mention Mookie's crash. Mookie, um, as I tweeted in the heat race, he actually passed Webb for about six inches. Yep. And uh, that shows to me, it's like if you want to go fast enough to pass Webb, this is what will happen. You will go over <laughs> the bars and go in a top block. You won't be that, able to make. You saying. won't be able to make the turn. Is what you're saying? Yes, exactly, exactly. It's not possible. We're gonna. I'm gonna miss the Stewarts when they're gone. <laughs> Either one. <laughs> <laughs> they are definitely cut from the same cloth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can can Big James and Sonya get another kid going because these, you know, we need to see another another Stewart hit the track. Talk to Tony Alessi. Right, right. Um, they are entertaining. They are. <laughs> um, Jackson Richardson, sixth place, Australian dude. Good job by him. I mean, there were some dudes. Yeah, who he benefited from that. Yeah. That. Champion crash, but he, I mean, he's been battling around the 10, 11, 12 spot, mm-hmm. and then he, you know, he took advantage of the circumstances. So, yeah, what else can you do? Yeah, champion, 10th place. Uh, yeah. Cole Martinez had to go to the LCQ, got, I think, got one of the last spots in the main, he got 11th, so he salvaged a good day. Morgan Berger, JT, I think that's Berger's first main. It was first main event ever. Tell me, Weege, you saw Racer X Twitter where I threw a dig dug and a burger time in the same tweet. Yeah, I think there was also a tweet about something in the hockey NHL draft or something as well. Really. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about we this. Might, we might need to, <laughs> I need to have a um, staff meeting. <laughs> I think anytime I can throw in Dig Dug and Burger Time in the same tweet, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. <laughs> no, I totally agree. I was just, I, uh, by the way, I like in our discussion of the uh, Sealy Yellow Flag like, the Dig Dug term is just, it's become an absolute, like, JT just says, the Dig Dugs are out there to do that job. Straight <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> up, that's, that's an actual term. Hey, believe me, I was, in my tweet, I was trying to work in a Q-Bert, and I couldn't. I just couldn't get a Q-Bert in there. But, no? I mean, no, no, none of you? Nothing? No? You guys are assholes. Frogger. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Hey, let's uh, – uh, Millsaps? Let's go sure. there. Davey Millsaps, uh, let go from, from Monster Kawasaki. Definitely a shocker. Cowie just said, uh, yeah, he's terminated. And we're not going to be in any of the last three races either. Uh, wow. You know, we know that, you know, Monster sponsors the series and we're the huge monster. We're just not going, though, because we're fired our rider. Um, Mike Craig got fired. Lachine got fired. M.A. got fired. And, dude, that's about it. These things happen, you know, they're kind of like the a rare moon or something. Every 10 years, 15 years, a factory rider gets fired like this. But now we can – I think we can confirm, like, what other media guys have been saying. You know, Kawasaki found something that Davey had in his locker that was, you know, not cool with them. And I don't think it was recreational drugs. Well, I know it wasn't. So it's not that. Don't get that rumor going and all that kind of stuff. Part of the problem, Weege, with this thing is Cowie's press release. It invites – I mean, I heard everything this weekend at the, at the, at, in the pits. You know what I mean? I heard, uh, you know, uh, pain pills and uh, whatever. Like, 
you know, family problems or whatever. This well, yeah, why would it even be why would it even be limited to medical yeah. terminology? It's nothing. I mean, you might as well say that he, like, punched a fan in the face or, or, or they just fired him because the results were terrible. But they didn't even mention. Um, when the press release came out, I even texted the Cali PR guy who put it out, and I just said, come on, you got to do better than that. Now I have no choice. Like, you're just asking for us to have to start snooping now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, let's say, I mean, if they had even just put you know, conduct or, or personal, you know, so they, yeah. people would know it was about racing. Right. Maybe even come to the conclusion it's a sponsor thing, it's he didn't go to autograph sessions. It could be something that tame. But instead, right. just leave. Yeah. Go ahead. Make up make up whatever you want. That was terrible. It wasn't great to see that. You know what I mean? To see the way yeah. they worded it. I guess maybe, I mean, obviously they got lawyers upon lawyers signing off on this stuff, and that's what they wanted to put, but. Right. But yeah, I mean, like um, like other media people have con- talked about and confirmed that yeah, that, that, you know, they found something in a, you know, uh, performance enhancing ish ish or legal substance ish in his locker, and they let him go. And and you know what, uh, we we us three kind of differ on this thing. I like Davey, um, but I, good for them, good for Kawasaki. Like they found this, they they're not saying Davey was doing it. They have no proof of that. But you can't have this. Whatever this was, and we don't exactly know what it was, but whatever it was, you cannot have this, and we can't have this on our team. And I like that. I mean, it's drastic, but goddamn, I feel like these riders sometimes just, you know, they control everything. They do everything. They miss meetings. They miss test sessions. It's ballsy, but you got to admire Kawasaki for doing it in a way. That's my feeling. JT, you're not sort of on that thinking. Yeah, I'm kind of still in the wait and see a little bit just because everything's been so vague. A lot of it just seems a little bit, I don't want to use the word fishy, but I, I just think there are there are things that we haven't learned yet. I don't, I don't think that a, many of, much of this leaves with me with more questions than answers. Oh, I, the press release was very vague. Davey has been... Not you know he hasn't really said much, and the things I've heard him say, I don't know that I necessarily am on board with. Well, he so t- I'm still, I don't know. You know, I feel like I'm maybe more educated than than the average fan on what's going on, but I still don't feel like I'm 100 percent up to speed. So, well, good luck finding everything. I'm sure it'll all come out. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I understand. You know, I, um, I I I know, but I think I'll know more than I do now. I texted Davey to ask about it. He said he wasn't doing an interview. He wouldn't talk about it. And he had no idea why Cowie let him go. Right. Of course he did, yeah. <laughs> uh, like I say, I give him credit for being that chill about it. He's a good guy right there. Dude. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah. Hey, Davey, you're fired. All right, cool, man. Thanks for everything, guys. Thanks. Yeah, I don't argue. I don't argue. <laughs> what do you think, Weege? <laughs> Where do you stand on this? What? What? I mean, again, like, going off what we've heard and what – some of us have heard through the back channels what other media have reported. You, you know, you, you put two and two together, you kind of figure it out. Um, I mean, I, again, like, I'm, I'm not – it sucks that Davey got fired, but again, like, to me, it's ballsy. And, JT, this isn't a team that makes rash decisions and fires riders all the time. This had to be pretty serious. So I think the problem you're going to have here in this situation is that um, – even though the team basically put much of the press release, but I did talk to them, they did make it clear it wasn't a results thing. And you can point to plenty of other county riders who haven't dominated and didn't get fired. Um, I think people just cannot escape from the fact that he struggled this year, and they cannot 
release themselves from thinking that this is a specter hanging over it. Like, you know, to believe that this is totally on the up and up and to believe that it had nothing to do with the result, as in, they didn't fire because they didn't get a podium, but as in, like, they were a little more strict or they would have been more uh, forgiving had he been winning the championship or something like that. Right. Well, it never, seems like yeah. no one is able to completely dismiss themselves from that. And oh. I don't know if that's fair, and I don't know if that's right, but I feel like that's why you're hearing everyone say there has to be more to it, has to be more to it. It's almost like this foregone conclusion of he wasn't doing well at the races. That has to have contributed to that in some way. Now, I don't, I don't know if I believe that, because like you said, I don't think the team has a rep for doing this, but I think that's why there's just so much more intrigue. It seems too coincidental that he's underperformed this year and now he's been let go. I think people cannot disconnect those two things. I mean, wouldn't you just – he's underperforming, but you're still representing Monster. He's still a top-ten rider. You know what I mean? He's not like he's not making mains. He's underperforming by a little bit. Monster's their title sponsor. I mean, they're, they're taking a huge hit by doing this. They obviously, yeah, they're not even racing now. They're right. not even racing. So that's why I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, I, I cannot begin to say I know. What's the word that he, Millsap, he used in his statement unequivocally? Is that the term that he throws those kind equivocation. of Equivocation. Without equivocation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Millsap, he's just always throwing those words around. Um, yeah. With no equivocation can I say that I actually know what happened. But I'm not convinced that it necessarily was it actually somehow connects to the lack of results. But I feel like throughout everyone I've talked to, it's like they can't not mention that point, even though I'm not sure that it actually really is connected. It definitely adds to the intrigue, I think. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I just, I, I'll take these guys and, you know, their factory team and their rep and be like, man, this must have been bad. This must have been bad. Because he wasn't underperforming that much, you know. So... To just straight up skip races, you don't even have another rider on the team. That's a pretty drastic. Right, right. If Han was still racing, then I might be a little more, or maybe everyone would be a little more like, well, then he just right. he made a he did something wrong. He made a mistake to get rid of him. But to go to the point where we're just not going to race at all, I'm sure him getting eighth is more beneficial to the team than just not yes, even showing up. Exactly, it's ballsy, man. But they must have felt like they had no choice, you know. And I don't know that they felt like they had no choice is really fair. Well, I, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. They're fact. They don't fire people. They don't. They're fact, you know, like they must have really felt like they had no choice. So I, I can see the the debate here, JT, a little bit. But dude, they don't do this kind of stuff. Going getting eighth at the races is, is is still fine. To say that they had no choice, I think, is pushing it. They a must bit. have a little bit. No, I I think they must have felt that way. Their lawyers, their management, must have felt like we have no choice. So yeah, I, because, I, I because, guess I disagree a little bit because getting eighth at the races is, is fine, you know, and and getting introduced in opening ceremonies and let's face it, he's uh, he's still a, a big name, you know. So I don't know, man. I, I it's a. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not sure. Like I said, if Cowie's a part of the show now, or what? What? <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know. I you you've been a very strong. Advocate of Kawasaki today. <laughs> well, I enjoy their Terex. It's it's a fantastic vehicle. <laughs> um, Joe Montana and I went out and <laughs> no, look, uh, I, I dude, this is gnarly. This is a huge deal. They're, they're, I know. I just you know you're saying you're you're giving the benefit of the doubt, but you're saying that there is just I, 
I don't know. I'm just a little bit more. I think that this was a a ticket for them to get out of a situation they didn't want to be in anymore. If this was, and I'm a- not saying that they were wrong. You know, obviously they felt very justified and legally justified to Dude, do this, right? I mean, you you got to know how many lawyers looked at this thing and and hey, Davy, can Davy sue us? Uh, what's going on? How do we do this? How do we protect ourselves? Like that all happened. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. If this is the hot tub team. We go, oh shit! You know they probably didn't want to pay him anymore. He wasn't doing that good. But but dude, I think but I also factory think that I also think that the way things go in this sport and the, the amount of illegal things that I've witnessed personally, that I just don't think you can say we had no choice. There was no other option in hell that we could have done anything but fire him. Give me a break. There's okay, but so much that goes on. Okay, but you're the you're the rider watching illegal things going on with other riders, okay? This is a team. I understand that. that, You don't think that the team sees it? I don't know. I mean, You don't think that teams see riders doing illegal things? A factory team? No, no, probably not. No, I I, I don't. Then you're very, very, very naive. Okay. All right, so your opinion is if he was killing it, this wouldn't have happened. Maybe a discussion. Yes, I 1 million percent believe that. If there was, maybe there's a discussion, but there's no there's no um firing, you know. Like No, look at how many how much did Ron Machine get away with? Uh, I just I don't I know you said that before, but I mean this is this this is 30 years later. It's a different era, different time, different place, all that stuff, you know. But uh I don't know, man. It's I just uh, yeah. So, what's next? I think this is my exact point. What the argument you guys are having right now is my exact point. It all comes down to if you believe that this is completely independent of the results or not. Now we all know. I don't believe that. Fired. Right. Exactly. I do. You either do or you know. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. That's what I'm saying. That is the right. Right. We know that he didn't get fired because he was getting ace. Exactly. But do you believe so that they w- were extra harsh or not because of the results? That's the thing to figure out. Well, this is, uh, and, so they so were at, hey, and I talked to two team managers. One was like, that is complete bullshit. Uh, that's all results driven. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Cowie can't believe they did it. I talked to another guy that was like, yeah, dude, I would have fired him too. There's no way that should have happened. So just like, who was, ta- who was the second one? Paul Lindsay? <laughs> just like what we're talking about right now. You know, I, I got that opinion in the pits too. I feel like, okay, put yourself in 2013. And we're leaving Seattle, and RV's, you know, on his way to wrap up another title at New York. This happens. You think they fire? You, they fire RV to, you know, this week. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, I mean, yeah. yeah, definitely, bro. Totally. I yeah, totally believe for sure that. that I, I yeah. couldn't agree more. They would yep. have fired him. You guys are ridiculous. You think that? Yeah, I, I just, I'm sure un, unequivocally without qualification. <laughs> <laughs> hey, excellent uh, point, JT. This is a team excellent that this point. is a team that does not fire people. They do not fire people. They have not fired people, <laughs> and so they must have really. You, you can't know, use do not. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know they just they must have had a good reason, man. And you know what? Again, so we'll never solve this. I think they this. had a good reason. It was just uh, rounds one through 13. We'll, we'll never solve this here, so let's move on. Where does he do next? Where does he go next? Like, I wrote a uh, column. Probably to the Supreme Court. All right. I wrote a column, Weege, i got to send it to you. It's for Racer X, maybe. Some risque things in it that you may not find as funny as I do. 
But anyways, I wrote a column about what's next for Davey. Um, and, and that, again, came up. I don't see anybody of the quote-unquote A-teams paying him a lot of money to ride. And I don't know if a guy like that would want to do you know, a B-team ride. What do you think, Weech? What happens now? Um, I, I agree with you on the first one. For him to find a top-flight ride is going to be tough probably mostly because he's ridden for them all. And this is just the, <laughs> it's just just it, the nature right? of having been a pro for um, 12 years or close yeah. to what he's been. You know, for the most part, you've run through all the teams in a 12-year span, which he has done. So I don't know how many would be like, yeah, we want that guy back. And, you know, I don't think Honda's pumped. JJR, you never know. They've brought every rider back three or four times. <laughs> so maybe he's still got a couple more rounds with them. But I think in general, because he's already gone through it with the teams, yeah. I don't think any most of them are jumping at him. Plus, his results weren't good this year. He didn't race at all in 2014. I totally agree. Top flight ride, this could be the end. As far as um, being done, I think we've been, it's been proven time and time again that it takes a lot to get these guys to quit. So I wouldn't give up on him just yet. He was in Santa Clara, so he was up there making the rounds. What do you think, JT? Think yeah, he- good for him. I, I give him credit for that. I would not have expected that. I would have, paid, I would have bet good money that he wasn't going to show his face. You would have, you would have actually bet money, though? I would have. Yes, I would have been very mad. Thank God they cannot bet on such things. <laughs> what do you think, JT? What's next? I don't know. I think he'll get a deal. It's just not going to be for a lot of money. Uh, he's still too capable of, you know, if everything's right, like we saw in 2013, uh, he's still too capable of doing well to, you know, for everyone to just write him off because there are too many teams out there that are desperate for results. But, okay, no, and what you're saying is what we all think, but would he ride for a team like that? Would he do that? Well, I think he's going to, I mean, he's going to have to if he wants to race dirt bikes. Yeah, do you think he, do you think he would? Do you think yeah, he, I do. Yeah, I, I yeah. think he, especially after this, he's going to have something to prove. Right. Uh, the biggest thing I think, because I, I believe, and from what I know of him, I, I think he's not in a financial dire need. It will be more the situation and the, the bike and the equipment that he wants to be on. Uh-huh. And then that will, you know, if he goes out and gets the results, the money will come. So uh, I definitely think, you know, he's, what, 27? I think he'll absolutely be back. And I I wouldn't be shocked at all to see him on good equipment starting, you know, a month from now. He can't be 27. He's got to be older. He's 27? I think he, in 2004. Oh, my God. 2004, he was 16. Seriously, he's 27. He's He's had a he's had a hell of a lifetime in those sixteen years, six, age sixteen to <laughs> age twenty seven. Um, well, he's such an outdoor warrior. <laughs> Maybe we'll see him on the line. I, I I don't know. You think you've seen him on the line for uh, outdoors? I think it's conceivable. Yeah, you know, I don't know what what's really out there for him. Right. It really depends on his mindset. If he if he's hell bent on proving a point. Uh, he'll show up, you know, at Hangtown on on the, the equipment that's out there for him. You know, I think he'll he'll look for the equipment more than the, than the check. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for sure, in 2016, I have zero doubt that he'll be on the line. You know, and and if he can stay healthy, I think he'll be more motivated than ever. What do you think, Weege? On the line, Hangtown. Uh, I'm I'm pretty much right with JT in this one. Okay. I I think we'll see him at Hangtown, but I wouldn't be shocked if we didn't. Yeah, but I would lean toward he will. But 2016. Yeah, I think he'll be racing. Dude, this just, is the amount of time to put a deal together for Hank Town will make it. This tough. is perfect but, for Moto Concepts. Tony, Davey, uh, Tony and Mike combined. I mean, this oh. is hot tubs. 
this oh. is just they have NCR uh, bikes, which he's been a big fan of. He can ride anything he wants. Maybe he likes the mm-hmm. MCR bike. You know, maybe the MCR machine agrees with him. This uh, this would uh, uh, it would be a match made in heaven. Be so calm. Um, <laughs> you know, I think again, quitting because the money isn't out there. There's almost no. There's very little precedent for that. Okay, Filippoto is essentially doing that. Filippoto is essentially saying, I've made enough money that I'm done. You know, he's, he's riding out the string now, but, you know, he said over and over, he's done. The amount of guys that have truly done that and just said, I am just done and I don't need any more money and I don't need it. I, I think for the most part, mm-hmm. even Millsaps, who I don't think is maybe the most enthusiastic fan of being a racer or the sport. <laughs> oh, really? Definitely <laughs> has taken his lumps. Yeah. Yeah, even him. I mean, right. what's he going to do? Become a gear rep next year? Like, no, he, easy. Hey, hey, dude, that dude's made a ton of money. I, he I don't has know. made a ton of money. Yeah. He spent a ton of money. They, yeah. And, and I don't even mean that in a bad way. I mean, just on the the hidden secret of all this, and JT knows the facts and figures that go into this, when you own multiple tracks and land and properties and you've spent that kind of investment in your career, it's yeah. surprising how much that bill totals up. Right. Uh, does Cowie get a fill-in for the outdoors? Do they really go to... All twelve rounds with just one guy who who has, I think they I think they have a fill in, but he he's currently under contract already. Huh? He just got he just got a long fight ahead of him. That's all. Oh, RV, you think RV? Yeah, you've been you've been on this. Well, yeah, let's, well, let's, I think we're I think we're going to see RV at Hangtown. You really think so? I I think I mean, there's a chance. But you seem like very confident. Well, I, I yeah. don't have any evidence. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I'm going out on a limb, and I, I, you know, I am purely guessing. So when this goes live and people are going crazy with conspiracy theories, this yeah. is just my own crackpot opinion. Right, right. You Let's. Know, uh, I think I think that he'll end up in Hangtown. That's just my guessing. You yeah. Know, whatever. So don't think that I have inside information or anything because I don't. I just think that's what's going to happen. Right. Let's um. You want to? What we? What do you think? We um, the, to me, the evidence is they've chosen to not race the last two rounds of the Supercross series that their title sponsor, title sponsor of. So I don't, and they also didn't replace Han in the first place. So I don't feel like they're under a lot of pressure for whatever reason to fill these spots. I think they've already proven this year that they're okay. Do you? So do I you, don't. I don't think they will. Do you think they're okay with going to the summer series? They're fine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, um, well, uh, it'll be interesting because if Millsaps does come back in uh, Hangtown, uh, when he comes back for Monster Cup, I'm sure they'll interview him on TV and be like, you have not raced since Houston <laughs> in April. Hey, did they talk? If you guys were nervous about Roxon making Monster Cup, don't be. He'll be there. <laughs> did they touch on Davey on the TV show? I haven't watched it yet. Did they? No, they did. They, um, they put the, they, uh, Jenny did the report. You know, she put their Cowie PR and his statement up. They did a good job of that. I was very curious. Right, right. Okay. Um, yep. Yeah, and oh, also, two three seven seven 377 testing with Husky next week. So we'll see if that works. He could be back, the 377. So. Well, part of the reason that I, I'm thinking they won't replace it is I, I know that seems like the obvious fit with Callie uh, or Mitch on the outside, but I, I think from what we're all hearing, that's not in the works like you think it is. So that's part of the reason I don't think. If there was an obvious awesome fit like that, that everyone was on the same page, and maybe I would lean toward them hiring a replacement, but I don't yeah. think that we're still things happening, so right. strike that one off. Right. Um, Alright, let's talk, Let's before we wrap this up, let's touch on RV. Today, the GP of Italy, 
uh, happened, um, and uh, he went four DNF. I have it in my hand. Do I press it? Do I press it? Do it. Do it. Do it. It's over. The panic button has been struck. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good right now, guys. You know? Uh, wow. Yeah. Um, it's all part of the plan. Oh, really? Wheeling, pulling a wheelie, and going over backwards is part of the plan? All part of the plan. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Dirt diggers are high-fiving each other. I asked this question on a text, and no one answered me. Has he caught and passed Caroli, DeSalle, or Nagel this year? I mean, obviously he won the Thailand uh, in the first moto. He got the whole shot, though, or grabbed the lead early and took off. But seriously, they've all caught him. Ah, this is not good. I, I do hear from some Cowie guys, it's not going well with the bike. Not pumped on the team. Issues with the bike, not happy. Why they just wouldn't give him U.S. bike and be like, here, do not touch. Like, maybe actually put a seal on it, like some sort of airport seal on it. Um, I don't know, but it's not good, Weege. Well, I don't know. First on the bike thing real quick, I don't know if it's quite that cool because – Right at the very first race of the year, which was a disaster, you were hearing immediately that everyone over there runs a different setup, and the tracks lend themselves to that setup, and the bikes lend themselves to those tracks. So I don't know if just taking the you know, U.S. settings and wow. racing them over there would work anyway. So I don't think it's quite that simple. I mean, I feel like you can even see it when you watch it. It works. just looks so damn soft compared to what everybody has over here. So I don't know if it's quite that simple. Yeah, it's pretty bad now. I mean, he's 50 points behind, basically. Two whole motos behind, six in the series. Um, the only thing I'm trying to figure, <clears throat> I didn't. He's been close. You're right. He hasn't passed those guys. He wasn't completely out of it in this moto until he crashed. I keep thinking, like, okay, one of these weeks he's going to find that extra five or ten percent, and because he adjusts over there, and then mm-hmm. they're all going to be in trouble. But once again, another couple weeks goes by, and no sign of improvement. He's still the fourth best guy. Yeah, that's that was that's more worrying to me than the crash, actually. Yeah, although the crash, JT, that's I don't I didn't see Ryan Villapoto crashing like that. Certainly uncharacteristic. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Gary Bailey. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that analysis. <laughs> well, what I mean, what else is there to say about a guy that wheelies over backwards, going down a straightaway? It's uncharacteristic. I mean, is, that's stuff that you see the twelve o'clock boys do in Baltimore. <laughs> it's uncharacteristic, Cotton. <laughs> Um, yeah, gnarly. So, JT, you feel like he went over backwards on purpose and he's coming to Hangtown. Well, I don't want to go on record as saying that, but (laughs) let's just say it's all part of the plan. He's literally like, I'm out. Watch this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's not getting better. That's the problem to me. Like, he's stuck in a belt. You know, like you said, he hasn't passed those guys. And I love, love this only for one reason. It's not great for many reasons. But I do enjoy that when he went out and killed everybody at the second race. And everybody's like, he got pissed off. And I'm like, dude, at this level, they don't gain three seconds a lap because they're pissed off. It yeah. doesn't work that well, way. 
Like, hold on though. Well, here we go. Was it, did, did he did he did he lose the pissed offness now over the next two races? Did he forget? <laughs> hold on though. I do think that his heat ride on Saturday was he was super pissed. He wanted to show everybody. All those dudes were he crushed those dudes, but it was also a hundred degrees. And all those dudes were like probably laughing at him. Seriously, I would not doubt those guys went back and went like, "Look at that guy, using that energy up." You know, it's super right. balls hot. Right. And, and I, racecraft right there. I would bet a lot of money that that was not a not a smart move in the racecraft part of things. So, no, I, I think everybody agrees on that one for sure. But he also won the first moto in similar circumstances and won the overall. So it was just like yeah. he won the overall because he was pissed off. Yeah, I'm yeah, like. Yeah. Right. He didn't. The difference between the first race and the second race was not his level of pissed off in it. Mm-hmm. It's just a myth at this level that races are seriously. You go from eighth to first because you're pissed. I mean, so what happened? Is he happy now? He's not pissed enough. Like I don't. Yeah. What happened to the next two? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe right. I, I, it's, you th- this it's is a more fundamental problem than he can just flip the switch and get mad and fix it. Is this something where Millsaps and RV and they trade spots and things? You know, go like. Is this all just one big plan? I have my tinfoil hat on. Well, I don't think KRT is going to want Millsaps. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> just checking. So, Monster continues to support. Monster continues to support Millsaps. Yeah. Yeah, they do, apparently. Maybe Millsaps will get on Hot Laps now. Oh, uh, can you imagine? Is Hot Lap going to break this down? How are they going to attack this? I, I think so. They had Handy live from the track. I imagine they have him somebody live at the Cowie Locker. Maybe, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Is he good of the week? Is he good of the week? <laughs> Squid. Squid of the week. Squid, sorry. Squid um, of the week. I can't, I don't want to say any more about Hot Lap. You're going to get me going, and we don't have enough time. Um, yeah, and actually, I think the show's good. Like, I don't have a problem with it. I think for, I think it's actually going to work. Not my style, but I'm not the only people person that watches these things. You feel like the production was well done? You feel like it was put together well? That's yeah, all right. No, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I like her. band. You got. <laughs> I I think it was fine. They got, they got a band. I think there were a lot of people that would watch it and think it was good. And well, that's really all that matters. I got an email from a 16 year old that said I'm in the talented demo and I thought it was terrible. I'm supposed to like chicks and music and and freestyle and this kid said I hate it. So I can guarantee he, he is, Well, he is supposed to like chicks. He's right about that. So, you know, he he said it was I, terrible. I, I, Steve, I can guarantee you this. Anyone that's in their target demo. Is not friends with you. <laughs> I accept not anymore. I accept that, but the production. That you know what? Enough of that. No, never mind. It used to be about the music. <laughs> I used to be about Seth and his guitar playing. Um. <laughs> all right, let's wrap this thing up. So yeah, at uh, BTOSports.com, Racetrax Podcast, Santa Clara, San Fran, San Jose, Supercross wrap up, Davey Millsaps updates, and uh, and GPS, and the, the the panic button has been sounded. The panic button has been sounded for, for Ryan Villapoto. So let's see how he does. I think another one is this weekend, right? I think it's back-to-back. So, do we... Oh, boy. JT, do you know? Uh, I think Hangtown's like May 16th. You just think he quits. You think he quits the GP? I mean, RV doesn't seem like that type of guy. I, he's never been in this situation before. Okay. All right. So... Well, if he comes back to Hangtown, he's going to have to deal with the uh, the 377 on a Husky, perhaps. <laughs> so The juggernaut that is uh, Porcel and a 
Husqvarna in a class he's never ridden. Yes, absolutely. And his UFO all gear, right. his UFO gear, and all his Oakley bombs that he's going to use as a necklace, like Predator. He's going to have Oakley bomb necklace, like that. Weed, you wouldn't know, but Predator had like human skulls. So, well, I've seen Mookie, so I kind of get a idea of what right. Predator look is. Right. All right. You see, that's his Twitter handle now, Predator Thirty Four. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, big, and, big fan of that. And I was. What co- are the, um, can we put odds on? What are the chances that Porcel finds the Husky is not comfortable and <laughs> makes him dare to ride? <laughs> I don't know. Those are good odds, and also I will take the odds on uh, that it ends poorly. Whatever it ends, whenever <laughs> it does, it ends poorly. Like <laughs> I bet he wears Scott goggles. I bet he wears UFO gear, Scott goggles, and that it ends poorly. Um, what, oh, hey, you know, I, I think I made up that nickname for Mookie the Predator. I really do. Because I, I was calling him that. I think a long, you might have. I was calling yeah. him that a long time ago, and I got this guy that said, that's yeah, just racist. You're racist against black people because the Predator was black. And you guys, I'm just like, what? The Predator wasn't even human. I know, and that's what this guy was saying. Not a race. He said it was a racial <laughs> thing, and I'm like, what are you talking about? You know how people The guy are. had mandibles for, for a face. Dude, I know. I think I made up Predator, and I think I made up Mookie Fever. I know I made Mookie Fever up. So, okay. Um, thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas. Uh, we will reconvene uh, next week to talk about the Giant Stadium race, New Jersey Supercross. Should be uh, more thrilling than ever. Thanks, guys. Best race of the I'll, year. I'll, I'll actually be there. I'm actually going to be there in Vegas. No, you're coming to Vegas, too. Yeah, $800 plane ticket. <laughs> You've skipped. When are you coming in on Vegas? Friday morning. Uh, what about a pulp show? Uh, we have to do a pulp uh, show at Arena Cross. I'm hearing now, huh? Oh yeah, I forgot about that till right are now. You in, are you an Enduro Cross announcer? No, I don't know where that came. No, TV. I do like after the fact. I do not okay. go to all the Enduro Crosses. No, but pulp show Cam- Friday night. Cam- Cam- are you telling me that the the Enduro Cross people are going to be perfectly fine with the voice the voice of Enduro Cross on TV not going to their event when he's 20 minutes away? What? Because I'm sitting there in the stands watching Arena Cross? You're just there, like, you know? You're, you're, you're collecting money from these guys. You're supporting them. Like, I don't see how this is going to be okay with these people. I, I don't. Um, okay, one of the people would be like Eric Bernard. You know him. Could be worse. He could tell you to retire. He's eating. <laughs> <laughs> you, you think Eric's going to call me and curse me out? Is that what he does? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's known for that. He's just a powder keg. That's what I'm saying. Who's going to complain? I'm just saying. I, I think they'll, they'll, they'll call you and be like, hey, Weege, can you come by tonight? Can you, you know, maybe we'll get you to, to do a live thing or maybe we'll get you in a webcast or, like, just come on by, man. Come on by, man, you know? Uh, we were in Daytona. You and I were there together. Nothing of the sort happened. Yeah, we went. You, you and went. I just literally stood there in the standing room only section, hanging over a railing, watching the whole night, and no one approached us at all. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, so there's a work, There's something in the works for Friday night Arena Cross, I believe. We'll see. Could be yeah. us Could be us three. Uh, yeah, for working for free. Us three working for free. I, owe, uh, I feel like I owe that to Arena Cross after, you know, eight years of TV and then, then moving in another direction. I feel like I owe them that. <laughs> And and also too, can JT do it? I mean, Daniel Blair is going to be there. We're going to have issues, <laughs> you know, like there's problems there. So it could be really sketchy. Ooh, I actually feel like JT and I should go, and this could be the the show that could have been. 
Right. Yeah. Good point. Show them what. Show oh them, yeah. Show them what they missed out uh-huh. on. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. That's right. All right. Well, uh, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll see you this weekend in New York. All right. See you. See This has been the BTOsports.com podcast show presented by Fox Racing. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Sorbic is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss this tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. And I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 500 more great motocross podcasts. The days and the months and the years go on.